This is Star Wars in Character, the podcast that takes a closer look at some of the elements that make up the Star Wars universe. Backstories, histories, and details you never knew, wanted to know, or ever need to know. Now here are this week's panelists of Star Wars in Character. Hello, everyone. This is Tim from Star Wars in Character. Uh, I am have a very special guest with us uh, this week. Uh, I what's what's funny is I was online and I was searching for a character to do a, an episode on in the future, Wyoslia, and uh, and I was I was trying to figure out who who played Wyoslia, and I did a search and I came across a name, David Stone. And uh, and I, I went and I did a little more research and I found a contact for David Stone. I sent David an email and asked him if he'd be interested to be on our show. And so he said yes. And so I have on the phone with me, direct from England. I'm calling from Tennessee. He's seven hours ahead of me. He already knows the future. Uh, I'm on the phone now with Wyoslia himself, David Stone. David, hello. Hello there, Tim. Hey. How's it, it going? It's going great. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time out. I know uh, by the time I'm recording now, it's a little later on in the evening, so I do appreciate that you have uh, have come on the show with us. Um, no, no. It's okay. I'm a night bird. <laughs> <laughs> very, very cool. Um, yeah. Now, now, David, you, 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 were, uh, you were an actor for a while, uh, and you've, you've done a few other things, but uh, basically we want to get to know you a little bit today, so... If, could you tell us a little bit about yourself, like where you grew up, where you were born, uh, family life, anything like that that you'd be willing to share with us? Sure. <clears throat> um, my father and mother, they were posted um, to Greece. They were in the British Army, and I was born in Salonika and um, lived there for about four years. And then we returned to the UK um, when I was four. We lived in Kent, just outside London, and from there we moved to uh, another of my father's postings in Middlesex, where I spent most of my childhood. Um, that was um, in Hampton, in Middlesex. Okay. And during, uh, sorry, and during my years um, at school, there was always fairly boisterous and mm. full on. And teachers told me I should be um, in the entertainment business. <laughs> Were you were you born uh, were you, were your parents in World War Two is 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 that an appropriate time frame or is this That's shortly correct. after yes. World yes. War Two No no yeah exactly yeah okay my father was in the British Army and posted to Salonika um, Thessalonica in Greece and uh, that's where I was actually born. I right. have a dual passport, but uh, the British one I think is better. Greece is bankrupt. <laughs> yeah, you're 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 far better off uh, claiming you're from the UK. I think yeah, these days. Exactly. Now you were in school, and you and you said your teacher thought you should go in entertainment. Did you did you act in like school plays and? Oh yeah, I was in many uh, amateur dramatics and you know all sorts of things. You know Peter Pan, all different. You know school play Christmas. Uh, pantomimes and all sorts of things and uh, it was uh, it was sort of in in me you know to 
to do that sort of thing. It's quite a precarious business, but you know, mm. I quite enjoyed it, and I, I think you you get a feel for something, and you just carry on and just take it where you can can go with it. So yeah. that's what I happened. That's what happened, and um, then when I left school, I did a couple of um, auditions for various films and uh, got them and uh, it was one Bridget Bardot uh, two weeks in September Nina. and um, it was the best man at the wedding and then a couple more I did a, a, quite a few commercials I mean I did a lot of modeling as well and I did a champagne commercial and that's where I met the assistant director who was funny enough, work, going to work on the Star Wars production. And then he told me that, um, would I be interested in wearing a full face <laughs> mask? I don't know whether it was because people wouldn't do it or whether it was what he thought. But I just, you know, I, I said, yes, I'd love to. And of course, then I went to Elstree Studios and had a fitting for this mask. Mm -hmm. And um, that's, how it all sort of started and the sure. character at the time wasn't given any name but it was only in, in the coming years that it was given the name that all the characters in that cantina scene were all given names uh, because it got so popular Star Wars um, all of them were given character names and um, they would have got credited if, it, if they'd been given names in the beginning but yeah. nobody knew how big nobody knew how big Star Wars would be yeah. Do you remember do you remember the name of the person that that asked you to 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 wear the mask or to to come to Star Wars? I don't. No. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, was, I mean it's a long time ago, so. It wasn't uh, it wasn't Lucas because he's he was the main man. He wouldn't have had anything to do with <laughs> So the 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 idea is here you're you're a, this handsome model doing champagne commercials and they want the, this this person's immediate thought is we should put a mask on this guy and make him an alien. I think that's exactly. <laughs> that's kind of funny. When you did you know did you know what this production was or did they just say it was some kind of space film? Um, well, yeah, they didn't. I mean, nobody knew what it was going to be like. You know, yeah. nobody knew. It was just a film that they were making. You know, it's just a matter of fact film that they were talking about and it, it could have been something else like a b-rated thing now but of course it didn't turn out that way did it it turned no. out phenomenal yeah which um which i don't think anybody knew at the time because it was um you know it's just the follow it's the following of it you know the following is magnificent exactly you know? exactly um so, I know I've heard a lot of actors who have worked on Star Wars and they they talk about, you know, when they show up on set and they see the costumes and they're like, what the heck is this? Um, when do you do you recall anything that you thought when you saw your costume? Like, did you were you like, "Ooh, this is neat or were you, were you like, this is kind of weird? when I was actually working on it. Well, let's, do, do you remember well, like when you first saw the costume that you were going to wear? And it, it, oh, exactly, exactly. Yeah, I mean, because, you know, this, well, funny enough, the 
actual head of Wyoslia, I myself called it the multi-eyed creature huh. because it looked so strange. And I thought, I just can't hack this. I can't think what the hell this film's all going to be all about. You know, and we were with, with midgets as well. You know, there was Kenny Baker and quite a few others. as um, Rusty, um, Rusty, Rusty was Goff. there as well. Yeah, yeah Rusty Goff. And um, they were all there as well. And it was quite a strange mix of people, you know, and sizes and everything. And you just wondered what the hell it was going to all be about. <laughs> and then, and then of course, in the end, you, when it was all put together, and then when it came out, and then, you know, as years went by, it just seemed to progress. And got even after the making, it just seemed to get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. So um, it just showed you that, must have had something in it. I mean, it's never been a film like it before, has No. Has I, I know. I, the only thing I can think of before Star Wars would have been, you know, you know yeah. movies like Citizen Kane and uh, yeah. 2001 or would be like equivalents of like game, game changing movies, things that, that, yeah, yeah, that yeah. changed the course of, of yeah, history. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I also, you know, on it, it was quite interesting because I uh, I got quite friendly with Luke, well, with Mark Hamill, yeah. and when he went back to L.A., because, you know, all the filming of Star Wars was done in Elf, well, not at just Elf Street, but in the U.K., and I doubled for Mark as well um, in a rocket, which was a bit nerve-wracking because uh. it was suspended, <laughs> it was suspended by four wires at Elf Street Studios, and um, I was stuck up there for a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> was it, was this, and this and this was on the original Star Wars, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because um, Mark was in in the states, and you know, there's a lot of shots that you could use a double for, and uh, I was sort of similar build, height, color, and uh, I don't know whether they gave me a wig. I can't remember. I don't <laughs> think they did, but I mean, I was quite similar looking to him. I suppose. Yeah. And from a distance, anyway, in a rocket, sort of 50 feet up in the air. I mean, who could tell? But, you know, it had to be moved as well when they were doing the scene, when they were doing the shot. So it was a bit, you know, I said, I hope to Christ these wires are strong, because I can remember that, because <laughs> I thought this would be, it would be my lot if this comes down, because, you know, you'd be dead. Yeah. And what, <laughs> would, what would they write on your, on your tombstone, you know? Shooting movie, yeah. fell 50 feet from wire. Here he lies, and they wouldn't let me down for a tea break, so they sent the tea up on a <laughs> on a zigzag. I remember that because the zigzag that I got up on the zig the lift frame thing, I I um, got up and they took that away so as when they could start the filming, and um, they sent my tea up there and sandwiches up on that. I mean, very nice of them. Wasn't yeah. It? <laughs> oh, they got to feed you. You can't. They can't just leave you up there all day without any food. You got to. Yeah, get exactly. No, but it was quite. It was good fun. Yeah. And Mark was. Mark appreciated it because to do those little shots for him, you know, and for them, you know, to have him hanging around to do them, <laughs> you know. I, yeah. I mean, Mark's big number. I'm small number. <laughs> And and you know what? This the one thing I've learned. They always put the small numbers on the on the thinnest wires at the highest height, because so, you can you can kill off a small a small one, but the big ones, you know, there's exactly. yeah exactly. Did uh, no, but he, but they were not, they were a great company. I mean, they were Mark and Alec 
Guinness. He was, I mean, they used to say, oh, you're, you're better looking with the mask, you know. <laughs> you know, I thought, well, that's bloody charming, isn't it? How how was Alec? I, I've I've seen some behind the scenes stuff with with um, with Mark and you know I, and I don't I, you probably didn't work with Harrison Ford or Carrie Fisher but how was no. what was uh, Sir Alec like? Do you, do you have any any recollections Sorry. of times with him? I mean, I don't remember an awful lot, you know. But from what you know, we all got on well. But I mean, as soon as their scene was finished. They were whisked off to their caravans, yeah. and you know it was no very pleasant. He was quite, he was quite down to earth, uh, say quite subdued, shy man. Mark wasn't so much. Mark mm-hmm. was more full coming forward, but I suppose he was older as well. Mark, um, Alec Guinness was older at the time, a lot older than Mark and me. Yeah, I think Alec was, I think, was fifty-seven or fifty-eight when he made that movie. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So, uh, and and you you made a few friends on that on that movie that that have been friends with you for for a long time, right? That's right. Yeah. I mean, there's Eileen Belson. Um, she played Moset, and uh, Laurie Good. There was Christine Hewitt, who was one of the Tonica twins. Mm-hmm. She was a she was quite a looker that one. Oh, she was stunning. Well, she used to come down to my cottage in Devon with her mother. Mm-hmm. And, um, no, she was very tall, very attractive, blonde. Well, you've met her, have you? I have, uh, yeah, several years ago. Did you Did yeah. you, ever, you ever ask her out on a date or, or go out yeah, to dinner? Yeah, well, I, holi- I went on holiday with her to, hey now. to, to Portugal. Um, she had a boyfriend called Matthew as well. But oh. we've, we just became frank, good friends. I was but I was hoping to get some was, some some uh, some details some romance there, but <laughs> no. no. I mean, she used to tell me all what she was up to, and I was stuck in the holiday thing down in Devon, and she was going off to China and God knows where doing these conventions. I think oh. they stopped all that now. I don't know whether they do them now, but I don't think it's big time like it used to be. But there was another girl, Angela Staines or something. Angela she Staines, was the other she was, funny. yeah. She was the other Tonica twin, and I think she lived actually in L.A. I think she, but she didn't want to know anything about it, or she just wanted to carry on with her life in the restaurant that she owned, or something. Yeah, I've, I, I've, I've never, I've never come in contact or had any interaction with Angela, but uh, I, yeah, I hear she's, she's not interested in the Star Wars thing, which is, which is, which is okay to each their own. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, and. Uh, I was a B-wing pilot as well. You've probably seen that picture on the on the um, the signers thing. I was a B-wing yeah. pilot in Return of the Jedi, but I don't remember much about that either. It's you know the problem is Tim. It, it's such a long time ago. Mm-hmm. I just like to tell the truth about yeah. what happens. But yeah. at least Eileen, you know Eileen Roberts and Belson, uh, Mosep, she has brought back a few. She's jolted my head a bit, and I've remembered a few things that, about Star Wars that um, I probably wouldn't have done if it wasn't for her, you know, little That's things great. like like the, you know, the tentacle things hanging from Wyoslia's head and all that. She used to use them as telephone cables <laughs> and blow, blow down them and whistle. 
and you know we we had a laugh because you know if you didn't do if you didn't sort of distract yourself from what was going on you'd go mad so yeah. to have a bit of fun while you were filming as well it was good that's that's one of the things i've worked on film and and television productions and it's a lot of for for certain especially for actors it's a lot of hurry up and wait yeah. Uh, so yeah, there's, there's a lot of downtime and I can imagine if you're wearing that crazy outfit that it probably could have, yeah, could have, could have drove you bonkers after a while if you didn't have someone to, to hang around and, and, and release with, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, sorry. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm, uh, I was going to say, did you, did you take anything home from the set? Did you, did you get grab any souvenirs or anything as you were leaving? Uh, on any of the roles? I didn't. No, no, okay. Nothing at all. I, 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 now, you, you you say you don't remember much from The Return of the Jedi, but, I, but I'm going to ask a, a question that you may or may not have an answer for. I know when they were making Star Wars, it, it while it was still a big production, but when I heard that like when you would go on, it didn't feel as a big production. But with Return of the Jedi being the third film and Star Wars already becoming a machine at that point, do you recall when you went on set, do you recall feeling any differently or, or do you, do you remember if, uh, if you felt differently coming on set for the, for the, the third movie or, or not? Well, I think you, you, things used to register in your head and you used to think, well, something's happening here. You know, this is the third time this is the third movie. So, you know, they seem to be getting something right. You know, something's going, uh, something's going down the road with this. You mm-hmm. know, something's going to happen here, you know, or something. It, it was just, I think, it, it was the following of it all, you know, and the publicity and the people and the and general public, you know, they seem to have gone mad over it. And I think that's what kept it all going. And it's still to this day... I think it's the same thing. I mean, some of the conventions over the few I've done so far here have been phenomenal. You know, people come up and they're they're interested in you because you they found somebody who's actually worked in that within that costume and they look at you and they they can't believe that you're the person in that costume. They they they're just mesmerised by. And you know they they realise it's forty years, and some of them they they they're logical about it, and they think, well, you can't say much because forty years is an awful long time. But you know they, I think a lot of people they just like to know that that was the person, and it's nice to see who was behind it. Yeah, you know what sort of person, or what are they like, or. And what, you know, there's little things that, you know, you talk to them about. And, you know, I remember they had a buffet lunch and, <laughs> you know, all different things, you know, little things. And the makeup would took hours, you know, they, you know, it's not go in there, put that on your head and you're ready. Things were a lot different in those days than 2016. You know, yeah. now you probably could go to makeup and hair and everything and get everything done in about an hour but then it like three or four hours sometimes before mm-hmm. you're ready for set it just took forever yeah i believe it i believe it um and uh, and they treated you you know with all these straws and things because they didn't want to be 
Well, because, you know, if anything slipped or anything was moved, you know, and a few people used to say this sweltering, I can remember, yeah. because it, it was very, it was suffocating and hot. Yeah. I, clammy, clammy I, things. I had read a story about one of the Cantina band members and he was uh, he was one of the effe- I want to say one of the effects of the model maker guys on the sh- on this the set, and he wore the mask, and the mask was so tight around the neck that when he would yeah. per- when he would perspire, the perspiration would just build up, and as as the day was going on, it, his mask was filling up with his own fluids, mm-hmm. and it got mm-hmm. to a point where he it was about to fill up, and he was he was afraid he was going to drown in, yeah. in inside his own mask. And someone came along and cut little holes behind it and drained and drained it out. So I, I can, I can imagine for some people what a, a horror show that could be to be in a, in those outfits. Mm. Um, that wasn't, that wasn't Trevor Butterfield, was it? N- um, no, I, I, I'd, I'd have to look Trevor up the Butterfield. name. I've, I met, I met Trevor Butterfield once. Um, yeah, yeah he, he was, a, on... he was on, spe- he was special effects and, and the return of the Jedi. Yeah. There's, there's me and him together in a photo. I've got a photo of me and him together, me and Trevor together. Oh, cool. Um, Trevor, yeah, he, Trevor's done a few he, he went on to do special effects. I don't know whether you knew that, did you? I, I did not. I did not. If yeah. I ever get Trevor Butterfield on the show, I'm, I'm definitely going to have to do my research and ask him about some of that stuff. Yeah. But we were together on the uh, Return of the Jedi, the yeah. pair of us, and we've got, got some evident, you know, pictures of it. And he's got the pictures as he, well. He got yeah. a he he had an action figure, I think, made for himself. Do you do you have an do you have your your own action figure? Has anybody given you no, an action figure? No, I haven't. Not not yet because uh, only because I've only just. The thing is, Tim, I've only really just started. Just this started. is about ten months. Okay. I've been, I'm sort of new kid on the block, so to speak. <laughs> forty years you know, later, you're the new kid. Pardon? Well, I said forty yeah, years later, you're the new kid. Um, yeah, yeah. What other yeah, but, what other uh, what other movies did you? I know a lot of the guys that worked on Star Wars. They worked on things like James Bond or Superman. Did you to work on any like a James Bond movie or anything like that during that time frame when you were acting? I did. I did do a couple of things on one of the Bonds, but oh, you can't, know, it, can't remember. It's so, it's so um, I mean, the main one was the Star Wars, and yeah. The, the the stud and the two weeks in September and the, uh, these are the ones that had small parts. Yeah. I mean the other ones were if they were background or supporting artist or whatever. I mean the others the, the stud, the um, Joan Collins one and the um, two weeks in September. I was giving contracts for them mm-hmm. and uh, they were sort of featured artists, but the other ones, some of them were were just um, sort of supporting artists. Okay. You know, you were you were sort of there with you know you were equal to the principals. <laughs> and um, so, but no, I mean, I, I did a. Funny enough, I I worked with Joan, one of your stars. I mean, but everyone thinks she's a wicked woman. I worked with Joan Crawford. Funny oh, enough, yeah. and, and I wasn't. I wasn't on the actual production, but I 
worked as her sort of personal assistant on the last film she did in England. It was called The Trog. She did a film called The Trog in the UK at Bray Studios in Maidenhead, Berkshire. And uh, I've got a picture looking at me now to much love David. She had a big uh. Uh, end of film party at the Grosvenor House in London and she invited all of us and we all went up there. Well, the production company did it, but she took a real shine to me and uh. um, she gave me quite a substantial check when she um, finished the film because I used to sort of, I was like a, just a PA to her on the mm -hmm. set, you know, a cup of tea, would you walk down the, she had new shoes that the um, wardrobe had given her, she was a bit concerned that she'd topple over, so I used to walk down the road with her while she mm. could break them in. The, I mean, at the studio road, not the road, road, yeah. the studio road, and, uh, but everyone said, oh, she was a wicked cow. <laughs> you know, afterwards, because because Christina wrote uh, Faye Dunaway played her life and said what a wicked woman her mother was. Yeah, no you know, wire hangers. No, that, do you remember all that? <laughs> I, some of some of the some of that stuff I do. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind yeah, of. But, but she was. I mean, she she to me she was lovely. Joan yeah. Crawford. I mean, whatever happened to Baby Jane? She was amazing woman. I mean, I just, I mean, she was a fantastic actress, but somebody said, you know, with her private life, and I think it was her stepdaughter, wasn't it, Christina was? Yeah, Christina the, was. The, the, the one of her, it's either daughter or stepdaughter wrote the book that uh, yeah, the theorist was based on. Yeah, that's it. Well, you know, but she was, well, I suppose... I wouldn't have had such, you know, and it was a long time ago. I mean, it was the last film she ever did, I think, with a mm -hmm. trog, T-R-O-G. And if you Google that, you'll see it's made in the UK. But she came out of it, but it was a washout. It was yeah. such a hopeless, hopeless bloody film. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that was that. And uh, no, I'm just trying to think what else I did. Probably a few things will come to mind. But, you know, it was... Numerous things, EastEnders, you know, but these are all yeah. soaps and television things, you know, bits and pieces. But then I left and, you know, I did the holiday thing and I was quite, <clears throat> I was quite, I'm making a lot of money with this holiday because, you know, everybody wants to go. And I used to get people from all over the world because it was on a network site yeah. with a holiday cottage company. And um, I thought, well, this is a good way to make money. And, and, to live and um, so I forgot about all the films and everything yeah. and then of course coming back with Eileen contacting me and I thought why not you know I knew it was all going on all this yeah. Star Wars thing in the background but I you, you've got to be in a position that you can do it I can't sort of mess people about so I used to say no I am busy doing my life <laughs> <laughs> when when the Star Wars movies were coming out did you go to the cinema to see uh, see a lot of them or uh, you like have you seen all of the Star Wars movies or have you just seen the one that you were in the, the two that you were in uh, yeah I've just seen that yeah I I wasn't um, I wasn't particularly good at going to the cinema I, I used to watch things on DVDs at yeah. home but uh, I wasn't very good at going to the cinema I mm. don't know why I don't know years ago I think when I was very young I did when I was in my of teens mm -hmm. early teens but then 
as I got older, used to get them and play them at home more so than going to the cinema. I think that's how a lot of people a lot of people are these days. They'll just wait for it to come out yeah. on video. Sure. Um, when you were when you were working with the the holiday situations, uh, did you um, did you ever tell people like did you have like guests come and they had little kids or uh, and you'd say hey yeah I, I worked on Star Wars or was that something you just sort of kept kept private and just didn't really talk about very much with people? Well, I didn't really. It's funny enough, Tim. I never mentioned it because I just thought uh, I just thought they wouldn't be interested or. <laughs> Or I thought, I just thought, for what reason, you know? And I suppose my time was limited with what I was doing. So to get involved telling people about my life story, <clears throat> funny enough, where I live now, everybody knows about what I was up to <laughs> because I've had time to do it and time to tell people. And when you're running a business, I think you're trying to keep everything afloat. And I think, you know, it's quite head-on thing. You know, there was people, I had three cottages, and I had people every week for 36 weeks a year. Mm. So sometimes that was like 90, say 90 lots of people for three cottages. Are you with me? Yeah. So it was an awful lot of work to do. I used to have help as well, but you had to keep the grounds good you know it was detached and it was mm -hmm. a farmhouse with um with three attached cottages and i suppose by the time you had done all that you, you didn't have time to talk about no. much else no. but it but it was keeping in touch that you know when you got away from it i had a weekend away and then i used to meet chrissy or chrissy used to come down and i had a week because it wasn't i used to do 36 weeks a year so the other 15 20 whatever it was, um, free. I used to get friends to come down. Okay. So Chrissy, Chrissy Hewitt used to come down with her mother. And then, of course, um, later on, I remember she went to Japan or somewhere, and then her mother died. And then, bugger me, three months later, I couldn't believe it, she phoned me up and she said, I've got cancer as well. Ugh. And she, well, you knew, I presume, that she died. Yes, yeah, yeah. And she died of cancer. I mean, went to the funerals of both the mother and Christine. So, and then, of course, Eileen. <clears throat> but they were all in the pockets, you know, because Eileen didn't know Christine very well, but I knew Christine. Uh, Christine Hewitt quite well. Well, as you know, because I went on holiday with her and she came to my place and blah, blah, blah. But Eileen didn't know. So there was various people who worked on Star Wars. Some of them didn't know one another so to speak. Okay. But I knew, kept in touch, I suppose, with quite a few. Um, but you gel, I think certain people gel with certain people and certain people don't gel. So yeah. They don't, rem they don't remember them. That's, uh, that's kind of the way life is, I guess. Yeah, and luckily I kept in touch with Eileen because she was the one who got me in touch with, I think, Dave Oldbury. Have you heard of Dave Oldbury? The name does not ring a bell. Um, oh. No, that, that name does not ring a bell. Oh, well, he did some... He, he wasn't in Star Wars, but he did, he did... He's like a convention organizer. Okay. <clears throat> and he was one of the first ones. Eileen got me to... 
when you in the first convention I did, which was in Southampton, I, I mean, I, I, mean I, I, I was absolutely, it was frantic. <laughs> I was non, I was non-stop. I cannot tell you, but you know, there's people like Pam Rose who's done the rounds yeah. year after year after year, and they, apparently she goes to conventions that everyone's seen a hundred times before. So of course her sales or whatever she does are not going to be great. But, you know, somebody like me who's new, um, it was just non-stop, the yeah. first one. I mean, I can't tell you the... I could tell you the amount of money and you, I took. It was phenomenal <laughs> on the first one, but... Then you of went and bought a new BMW with that. <laughs> yeah, well, no, probably a 747. <laughs> Well, we got we have to get you over here to the United States to do some conventions. Uh, yeah, that would be good. Yeah, I, I will. I'll I'll pass your name on to someone here that that helps out with some conventions on the East Coast, maybe, and we'll see yeah. we'll see if 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 his contacts can can see about getting you over here because I I know uh, they they have the the big Star Wars convention, the Star Wars celebration. There's one in London this summer. I, I yeah. forget. Well, I'm, I'm, do, I'm doing one in in Olympia in uh, July. Hmm. So I don't know whether that's the one you're talking about. There is a couple. There's one at the O2 Arena place, and there's the Olympia. The O2 might be might be the celebration. I know it's. I know it's. At, I, I don't know where it's at. I haven't been following the the, the European celebration, but I know we have. Yeah, we have we have them here in the United States, and uh, they've they've been in a few areas, and so I'm hoping, hoping maybe uh, maybe next next year or whenever they have the next one, mm-hmm. they, they can get a few of the people who who haven't done the conventions in the United States uh, as uh, as much to come over. But uh, because the and, and I've met a bunch of bunch of people who have only done one convention, they've come over here, they've done one Star Wars celebration, and I, I see them doing a lot of the conventions in. The, in uh, you know the United Kingdom and uh, Germany and France and those those places. So yeah. uh, hopefully we'll be able to get you over here. Um, yeah, I hope so. so you're 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 enjoying your your semi retirement from. I am. Yeah, I mean it's it's interesting all this because you, you know you I'm I'm an older person now than. I was, of course, when I first started on the Star Wars, you know, when I was in the Star Wars production, but you you look at it all and you can't believe the following it's got. It's yeah. just phenomenal. I mean, you just you just can't, you shake your head sometimes and at the conventions I've done so far, you know, some of the people, you know, they're tattooed up to the hilt <laughs> with, with all the Star Wars characters, yeah. you know. And you you just think, you know, you pinch yourself and you think, God, you know, they live and breathe Star Wars, you know, and it's just amazing that people can get that in their blood, you know. Yeah, I it's, it's, I think. And I, I, sorry, and I'm just going to say, I don't think it's going to ever end. No. <laughs> No, as they keep making the movies and people keep having babies and they keep showing the young kids the movies, I think it's going to keep going on forever. I mean, I'm I'm 40 years old and I've been collecting Star Wars autographs and meeting people for 20 years and I've you know been watching the movies since I was four and all that good stuff. So it's it's for me it's it's entertainment for me it's it's 
the kind of just holding on to something that made you happy when you were younger. So I think yeah. that that has a lot to do a lot to do with uh, yeah. with Star Wars. Um, mm-hmm. And we and we all thank you for for taking the time to talk to us. Uh, yeah. This is this was a lot of fun. I think we I think we got some 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 good uh, some good information from you. Um, right. And I'm, I'm just going to let everybody know uh, that David has a autograph shop online. That right. if you're interested in getting a a what I would still consider to be a, a relatively rare autograph uh, from mm-hmm. a Star Wars actor, um, mm-hmm. it's it's on a website called Sci-Fi Signers United, and uh, yeah. you'll be able to find David there. Um, yeah. And you'll be able to order autographs from him. He'll send them to you. I'm. I'm. I don't know how that all works. Um, I don't know how. Does do you send to the United States and around the world? I, I see. All- yeah, 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 yeah. I've sent quite a few. I mean, they just there's a, on the website. You can. I mean, there's a, um, a, a sort of system called PayPal, mm-hmm. which you can pay for the postage and photograph, and then I just post them off. All right. From this end, so the payment comes through. I mean, you anybody can pay now, now, and it, it, within ten minutes, it's in the bank account. Yeah. So, and then you've got the funds, and then you just forward the forward the photo. Oh, that, so, yeah, that's easy. And then you ask them what they want, whether that you want, you know, it item, you know, what what they want on the photo, just the signature or named. Or whatever, yeah. And just and just ask, you know, to give the give me the details what they request, you know. Yeah. And then <clears throat> some people don't want them signed with their name. Some people do. Yeah, so, I'm I'm one of the people I don't necessarily like to get assigned with my name on it, just in case. You never know. Yeah. You know, if you pass it on to someone or you trade or something like that, it's always best to have it. In my opinion, for for my purposes, I meant to ask you this earlier, um, and this will be this will be my last question, and then we'll let you go. Um, no, it's all right. Do you do you have any personal photographs or anything from from when you were on set for with the Star Wars movies? Um, what without the mask? Well, just like them. like like if if a friend of yours or you had a camera and you were on set and you decided to take a few pictures, do you, do you have anything that that you have that maybe no one's ever seen uh, from photos? Well, the only one, no. I mean, the only one I got was with Trevor and me on Return of the Jedi. Yeah, that was a B-wing pilot. That was nothing to do with the with Yoslia. Yeah. Okay, um, I was just curious if if maybe. No, no. Maybe had a little. No, I think they were quite strict. I mean, if they caught you, and yeah. it was like a bit of a closed shop because I worked with Marlon Brando once, and mm-hmm. we were on a closed set. And if anybody, if anyone was caught because Marlon Brando turned up to do a dry white season, was it? And yeah. he looked horrendous. Huh. He was like he was. He used to be such a good-looking bloke, and he turned up and he looked like an elephant. Yeah, and he was. Uh, and they drove the they drove the limo into the. They lifted the stage doors. They were roller doors. They lifted those up, and this car drove straight into the into the um, stage. 
and then they pulled the shutters down because, you know, at studios even outside, they've got photographers creeping around all over the place. Yeah. So, of course, reaching to get a picture of him, but nobody did because the security was so high. No. But, um, no, I mean, I don't know why I'm saying about Marlon Brando <laughs> now, but, but anyway, no. that... No, I mean, that was... It, it was quite difficult to get photos off of sets. Yeah. You know, sometimes they strictly say no cameras. I know it's... I uh, know, yeah. I don't know how I got the Jedi one, but, you know, probably... Well, with me and Trevor. But that that particular photo is on the Sky Fi, but it's just of me on the Sky Fi. The other bit with Trevor is cut out, cut <laughs> off. So I've got the dual one, and he's got the dual one as well. Okay. But um, that's the only one, really. But then, of course, I've got all the character ones. I've yeah. got hundreds and hundreds, you know. I've got hundreds of all the ones in costume and and everything, because some of the conventions ask for photos to be supplied, and some of them supply. Yeah. So I just keep a sort of about keep a stack. 500... Just... 500... Oh, I'm sorry. I just keep... I just keep about 500 in stock. <laughs> That's good. Well, all right. Well, David, I'm going to let you go. Thank you so much for, for doing this. It was, uh, I, I had well, a good time and, um, well, nice to talk to you, Tim. It was, a, yeah, it was a pleasure. I will, uh, I will talk with you soon. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Star Wars in Character. Star Wars in Character is part of the NeoZaz.com network of podcasts. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, please visit www.neozaz.com. Star Wars in Character is not affiliated with nor endorsed by Lucasfilm Limited or 20th Century Fox. Star Wars and all Star Wars universe characters, places, or Star Wars related items are the copyright of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. Visit www.swic.neozaz.com for the latest Star Wars in Character episodes and information.